your source for all things Texas Tech. This is the Ask Level Podcast from Double T 97.3. Hey, what's going on? Welcome into another episode of the Ask Level Podcast, episode number 35. We're bringing your way today with Chris Level. I'm Choice Woodman. Uh, quite a bit to dive into. Coming off of spring game week for Texas Tech, so spring football is in the books. We'll talk a little Tech basketball as well. What's happening, huh? How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. <laughs> yeah, uh, end of April. Um, I think uh, yeah, this is one of the latest times I can remember spring football wrapping up as we are about to – we're getting mm-hmm. closer to, obviously, the month of May and – and spring, or I, I, sh- I say summer school, you know, about a month away or so uh, yeah. with the, kind of the next phase of the the, the academic calendar, if you will, uh, as it relates to uh, college athletics. So, but uh, good to see that, uh, good to see that the, the, you know, the spring game went off without a hitch. There's no, you know, there was no injuries. Everybody yep. was healthy. Uh, I think that was first and foremost the biggest key in, in an event like that is that like there's just and it went rather quickly it was just about 90 minutes uh, I think that you know they were they were missing <laughs> I don't know they even sent a list out of all the guys that weren't were going to be participating uh, right. much of which we knew that then you had the the Coy Akins the the Brady Boyds the Duda Banks the Jalen Hutchings was held out uh, and then all the guys that really hadn't gone through spring at all so uh, limited personnel, especially up front, and so. Uh, but you know, bottom line is they put on a good show for the fans, and uh, and uh, away we go. Did we, the people, did we, the fans of Texas Tech, learn anything from what we saw uh, on Saturday? We the people. I like we that. the people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel like you know that we should have some like stars and stripes and right. you know like yeah. kind of uh, patriotic music playing in the background. I think um, so. Yeah, I I don't. I mean, again, I think I maybe even said that last week. It's just people will make some big picture sure. assumption off of what they saw. If you're looking for reasons to to be concerned, you're gonna go, oh god, quarterbacks are throwing it to the other team. That's not good. What right. what what are they doing? If you're looking for reasons to be positive. I think that you 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 go, man. We got a defense that's very uh, aggressive and deep and has some size to them, and 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 things like that. You know, again, that's the tricky thing about when you watch your team scrimmage or watch a a uh, a red and black game, if you will. You know, and, and Joey, uh, I think he's he's kind of wanting to go with the name of Hub City Classic uh, with this uh, with this particular event. Yeah, going forward. So that's what uh, John Harris and I kept referring to it as. I don't think that's an official build title yet, but uh-huh. uh, we're we're all uh, the three of us are kind of working on it. Uh, but so anytime you see in in that setting anything good that happens, well, something you know bad you know happened too. Right. And so, um, man, what what are we throwing interceptions for? Well, we got really good defensive backs or or <laughs> pressure on the quarterback, right? So, you know, whatever you could twist it any way oh, yeah. you want. Absolutely, always. Yes. I mean, it is truly a a practice. A, where your team is playing your team. So someone's going to be good. Someone's going to be bad or everybody's right. going to be mediocre. So yeah. it's just, just how it, uh, how it plays I, out. But I think a couple of, uh, of, of things that I, I would, it's a couple of takeaways though, miles Cole, Steve Linton as advertised. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, 
I think you are, there's a lot of size there. I think CJ Baskerville very, you know, cause I'm, I'm looking at a lot of the new pieces here. Uh, CJ Baskerville did a really good job, uh, especially in coverage down the field. It's a big old long kid that can really get down the field and run. And I think yeah. obviously he'll be, he'll be closer to the line of scrimmage as well. Uh, I think, you know, some of those freshman defensive backs, uh, Brendan Jordan, Jordan Sanford, uh, Chapman Lewis, I think that uh, the triplets, as they uh, started calling them, th- those guys, I think, made some plays. Uh, and it's in and spring was great for that that little trio. Um, and I think they'll all three, you know, be needed at some level, whether it be special teams or on defense next season. And now they can spend the next however many months just trying to gain weight and and get the weight room and and try to get the physical part uh caught up uh with big boy football which is not yeah. it it doesn't happen overnight and i think uh i think he ran the ball well uh but uh, yeah the, the main take you know obviously big play potential with Loic Fungi down the field i think that was fun to see three catches over 100 yards for him sure got behind the defense uh a bit and so i think he showed off some of that speed uh, but again, uh, you, you know, overall, fun afternoon, uh, come out healthy, you check a lot of boxes there, and I, I think you kind of feel good about, you know, where you are heading into the offseason. Now comes the the next phase. Is Going back to one specific person off that, Loic Fungi, is this a guy that can be a big play guy for you consistently? Because yeah. last year he was, he was hurt or playing through injury most of the season then we saw him pretty well healthy during the bowl game and he had a big bowl game so i I, he's got kind of a guy i've got circled going into next season to to watch out for yeah the the answer is yes i think what what but you touched on the reason why you would have some questions there it's just about durability and Mm -hmm. how healthy can he be because that's the 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 hardest thing to achieve in sports sometimes is consistency and 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 like what i mean by that is you know, you can be consistently bad, but what, what I'm saying is <laughs> to, to, to be really good and then do it all the time. And I think part of Loic's deal is that he just hasn't been available uh, for long p- periods of time. And I think uh, when, when, when he's right, when he's healthy, he he's really good. I think he's big, he's physical, but I think he's had some, he gets dinged up on occasion and misses a game or three at a time. And he kind of just never really gets into a rhythm. I think that affects chemistry with your quarterbacks. I think that, you know, and, and keep in mind, he missed, I think, the first week of spring because he was dealing with some, some soft tissue stuff, uh, muscle yeah. stuff. And so I think, yeah, he missed the first, I don't know, two or three practices or whatever it was because of of something similar. So, yeah, I, I again, he would be a guy that I think you're looking to take the next step. I think he's certainly somebody that can stretch the field. Uh, but they wanted to add to that component because he's when when he's not there, you don't really have that. I mean, Miles Price is more of a you know sideline to sideline guy. He's not going to mm-hmm. run past too many people. Again, a smaller target and everything like that. And then Jerron Bradley, as good as he could be, he's he's not a burner. He's going to be your big bodied guy, your red zone guy, your your catch radius guy. Mm-hmm. And so that's why Dre McCray was brought in to kind of help, you know, the the, the big play component. But uh, yeah, it was certainly good yesterday for 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 Loic uh, over the weekend. I, I think that was impressive. No doubt. Uh, David asked the question about Baskerville. Who specifically is Baskerville replacing position wise from last season? Uh, Muddy Waters. So right now you have uh, Baskerville and then the true freshman Brendan Jordan at that spot. And, and that's, 
they call it the star position. I think they even put two R's on the end of it. I think I'm not real sure that that is the hybrid position. Okay. That is a position that, you know, is, is you, you, you end up rushing the passer. You end up guarding the slot receiver at times. You end up down the field covering a running back. It just depends on kind of what, what package you have in there at the time, but this is a player that they want to be fairly physical, has to have some size and length to them, but this is also fast enough to kind of, you know, get down the field in coverage. And and I think that hands down, he's better than muddy waters in coverage down the field right now. But, you know, waters was somebody that just made plays, man, really smart football player. And I think he had 13 or 14 tackles for a loss last season. And cause he's so he, he's got that IQ. You know, he, yeah. he would be he would be able to identify you're, yep. you're throwing a slip screen here or he just go blow stuff up and he's very physical. And so um, I think Baskerville, though, is a bit better down the field. But again, where Muddy made his uh, money uh, was uh, up close to the line of scrimmage and in the backfield. And so hopefully Baskerville can kind of keep learning the summer. But, yeah, he's slated to start at that spot. I think he is. Uh, and I think they feel really good about his addition. Just not somebody that's gotten a lot of a pub this spring, but I mean, he, mm-hmm. he's got the measurables and he's fit in great. So now kind of an overview type of question. Now that spring football is, is in the books level. Give me two position groups that give you confidence going into fall football or through the summer and fall. And then two position groups. You've still got question marks about. Um. Well, I, f- I feel really confident about quarterback. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of a one layup. and two. There's pretty good. That's kind of a layup. Uh, I feel really good about your defensive line. I think there's okay. a lot of confidence there, just because of how deep you are. Um, maybe, maybe even so deep that I, I wouldn't be surprised if you get a lower level player, like a, a younger player, that maybe says. Man, I just don't know if this is happening for me here. This is going to be a long, a lot of people to pass up if I'm going to get to play sure. that would enter the portal. Not going to surprise me there a bit. Uh, positions of of you know worry or concern. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think interior linebacker is is a, a brief concern. Uh, I think you know especially now that you get the news that Kosai Eldridge had had his appeal right. denied. Uh, yep. That's no longer an option. I think if you you, you go from like being concerned to like, oh my gosh, like you you are in really good shape if you, if you get good news with him, but sure. it's not going to happen. Because I, you know, Jacob Rodriguez didn't participate at all this. And, and keep in mind, he was just a freshman last year, but I do think he's an answer there. I think Tyreek Matthews is just kind of what he is. He's a, he's a good, solid player, participates on special teams. I just don't know if you have anything close to what you had last year yet with Kosai and, and Krishan, because they were pretty much steady uh productive uh, available throughout and i just don't know if they got near enough credit for what they were able to do really from beginning to end and i think josiah pierre has given them some hope that he can fill uh, a hole but i i think that you you've kind of moved somebody over there you you've got um, somebody that was dinged up that's younger that you're hoping provides an answer. And then you've got like the Ben Roberts's, the Ty Connors, the, you know, the, the, there's, there's some young players there, but right. again, they, they, this is a, you know, uh, there's some hope there that they can ev- eventually, you know, I just, I just don't know if you feel like you've got that completely settled and answered, I, I guess is my question at those two spots. So if, if 
you see, I guess, could we see Coach McGuire approach that in the portal at all? That that's or those two spots. I, I would say I would say this, and 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 I, and I would say that your your secondary depth is a, is another area of mm-hmm. I don't want to say concern, but I think if you have a question, um, I, I think that you you could use more more people that could cover. Um, I think, and we we've talked about that, like Kobe Miner leaving, you know, in the portal that that created an opportunity for the Mohorns and the Nate Floyds and the the you know the the Brendan Jordans Chapman Lewis um Jordan Sanford type players to kind of come in and try to figure something out. I just think it goes kind of from Malik Dunlap and Rashad Williams to kind of some inexperience. It doesn't mean that you won't get good players to step up. You just don't have anybody proven kind of behind the, those two starting corners. So I, I guess to answer your question about the portal, if they were going to do anything in the portal in the late period, it, it would need to make sense for one. And two, I, I'm guessing it's going to be on the defensive side of the ball. That's yeah. where I think that you uh, would, would would potentially look to add. So Rayshad Williams has been dealing with, like uh, I believe, mm-hmm. a sports hernia that he went to Colorado for this past week and trying to, to sort through that. Is that any extra concern or, or is he fully expected to be healthy by by the fall there, there's not anybody that was missing the 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 red and black game or the hub city classic um or <laughs> or or any spring that is yeah. not expected to be back by june july-ish okay. i mean i think everybody doesn't mean that something won't come up in the summertime but sure. i think everybody you know what a sports hernia is by the way I I have an idea, but well, it's it's not in a fun place on your body. If okay, that's what I thought. That's what if I thought. You're a, if you're if you're a dude, it's kind of pelvic related, and it's kind of pressure and and it goes down there, muscle yeah. and bone that's not really cooperating, and it and it's yeah, yeah it, it's not. I don't even the, like to talk about that stuff. I just <clears throat> I just had the uh, the procedure as a as a man recently, and. Oh, not well, not any fun. You had sports hernia surgery? No, no, the procedure that uh, keeps you from having kids anymore. So oh, frozen, frozen. So I'm still peas. yeah, the frozen yeah, piece. Frozen so peas. I'm still a little, you know. Yeah, I got everything's, you. Things, you know, a little cringy, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure Woodman. that's TMI for everybody. But yeah. oh, Woodman, I did, that's a mental, uh, oh, mental but, image. I did oh, not, yeah. I did not. Yeah, need, so, so well, the hernia. Yeah, so I I feel for him big time. Okay, right now. yeah. So sympathy, but yeah, to to. Yeah, to wrap that up, that all, all the all the all the injuries and things like yeah. that, you know, that everybody should be good by the time you report and and all those kinds of things. But uh, yeah, he's either already had some surgery or will have it in the next week or so. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it's a. I mean, I say minor. It's always minor when it's not you. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah, it's, this isn't like a you know he's out for months and months or you know anything like that. No. So a couple of side things from football, but still football related. Joey McGuire apparently is going to climb one of the uh, two giant cranes you've got over at Jones Stadium, according to him. I believe uh, Debbie, the wife, has said uh, this is okay after the wedding. This is he, He's got the go-ahead after uh, he walks his daughter down the aisle. So that's, that's fun. Joey always knows how to get the uh, fans and engaged, involved, have have fun with it. So that'll be an interesting one. And then, uh, and of course we have the draft coming up this week and where 
That's where Coach McGuire will be in uh, Kansas City to hear Tyree Wilson's name called. And as we've gotten closer, seems like it's getting pretty close to a top five or six pick if you look at most of the mocks and and the Vegas odds on that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, De- De- Debbie is the wife, uh, the first lady of <laughs> the uh, Texas Tech football. That's right. Yeah, his, uh, you know, Coach McGuire's daughter getting married in about two weeks. And I think they're trying to get through that. Then maybe they'll entertain uh, some crane climbing. Um, I think uh, it's apparently super safe. Uh, I wouldn't do it. I don't know what the wind there is. I'm not going to trust a, a carabiner uh, to, to latch <laughs> myself onto. That's a pretty onto. big carabiner there, man. Yeah, and so you can Google that if you don't know what a carabiner is. Uh, but it's like the the metal latch that you kind of yeah. – and I think, you, you know – uh that's a heavy duty crane and i think it it it, you know what about the wind well i think and apparently the wind if if it gets to blowing really hard which i'm guessing they wouldn't do it on a really windy day anyway but it that crane just kind of blows sideways or or whatever like you know kind of uh i don't know how fast it does but anyway yeah i'm I'm not super comfortable with my uh my, my head coach and really who's in charge of this ultimately a hundred million dollar uh, athletic department or, or a key figure uh, in that the, this uh-huh. business that is Texas Tech Athletics. It's kind of the face of it in many ways, climbing up, uh, I don't know, however many 200 feet in the, in the sky. I don't know how many stories that is, but uh, yeah, I, uh, and I just don't like heights. Uh, it's just not my jam. I don't, uh, I was out of the country this summer and I watched uh, a high diver, jump off uh, a little deal into this this pond that was about 15 stories up and i just while i couldn't look away but i mean i'm just like i'm just weak in the knees the whole time (laughs) while i'm watching him go up and up and up and then yeah watching him dive off and i'm like please you know please don't something bad happen here Mm -hmm. uh he landed just fine and you know toweled off with this little mini uh towel thing like divers do but um, yeah, I'm just not, I'm not big on the, on the heights, but hopefully Joey does it. I'm sure the fans will get a kick out of it. I'm guessing right. there'll be, you know, a little bit of, uh, or a gazillion amount of social media activities sure. if, if he, if he goes up there. So, uh, we, uh, we shall see, but that, uh, that could be a few weeks away. Yeah. And then, uh, the NFL draft with Tyree. Wilson. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. So no, you're good. Um, I, I, I think, uh, Coach Blanchard, uh, Antonio Huffman, and and Coach uh, McGuire are going to go to Kansas City this week, be a part of the, the green room. I think when you get a guy that, that's going to be drafted as high as Tyree is, I think you want to take advantage of it from a program standpoint. Sure. So I think that's uh, – I actually did an interview with uh, the folks at the Houston Texans uh, uh, this past week. Uh, they reached out to me asking about uh, a lot about Tyree and his background and, and – who he is as a person, uh, because I think there's a lot of talk that the Texans who have two picks, I think they pick at two and 12 as it stands now, unless there's a trade, uh, that they could pick him as high as second because he won't be around at 12, I don't think. Uh, I think D'Amico Ryan's the new head coach there is is yeah. wanting to build uh, w- with defense. And I think he may have, uh, he some thought is he may have Tyree Wilson as the top defensive player on the board. So, if Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud goes number one overall uh, and is a quarterback off the board, I think that you're sitting right there at two and you can take whoever you want uh, from a defensive standpoint. And I don't think the Texans are necessarily sold on C.J. Stroud maybe. And I think the thought is they'll go – so anyway, that's kind of the the yeah the back and forth that I got. But, uh, yeah, the Texans seem very intrigued. They were doing their homework uh, this past week. So uh, – and and that would be good for, for Tyree because he's from East Texas sure. and – 
I think, you know, he would be uh, close to family and, and all those things. And they certainly, obviously, if you're Houston, you can, you, you need as much help as you can get on whatever side of the ball it is, but uh, you could do a lot worse than Tyree Wilson, man. I mean, he's just, man. yeah, it's been fun to watch his, uh, his rise to stardom here. Yeah, it's, it has been really fun. And, and how, how much does that do for you? Do you need to see more consistent posi- positional success there? If you're Joey McGuire, like have another big year out of a Miles Cole or a Steve Linton to really see that in recruiting, or do you see a direct effects from it from one year out of Tyree Wilson? Oh, I, I, I think it would be nice if you can continue to have, like if the Coles and the Lintons of the world really kind of are productive, but I mean, you know, Tim DeRuiter is a made man in some instances. It depends on how you want to view this. But when you have Kayvon Thibodeau in one year and Terry Wilson in the next, (laughs) he's the one common theme. These guys are going to go top 10 and back to back. And they're kind of different players. And and that's what – because I think what your your ability to recruit to that point is you say, we figure out a way to really maximize what you're good at and – and and puts you in the best possible position to to succeed and because again they're they're just they're they're different although be it similar they're disruptive players on the edge and I think that Tim just does a phenomenal job of with his scheme and development and putting guys in a position to succeed and it's just been tons of fun for all of us around here to watch defense just get better and better and better. And this year, I mean, they'll all tell you, they feel like if if they catch some breaks with health and and things like that, and I've told you a few of the concerns Mm depth-wise, they're going to need a few guys to answer the bell and and step up a bit. But I I really feel like they they think that this defense will be better than last year's. And Mm. last year's was a lot of fun, Um, you know, and, you know, you forget you, you, you won all these games without Tyree Wilson. And it's just, I I just wouldn't have thought that. I mean, when he went down against Kansas and you're trying to get bowl eligible and you're trying to kind of get the thing turned as you're four and five and you're thinking, well, our best player's gone. This isn't going to be a lot of fun. And yet, Kids stepped up. They got better. Um, You even had, you know, a a few portal entries because kids came back or passed somebody up on the depth chart, like in Tyler Owens and and Reggie Pearson's case. Tyler Owens is a, is a, a, a got a chance to be drafted as well. He passes up Reggie Pearson uh, in the, in bowl practices and is going to be locked in to start and, you know, he didn't participate this spring at all either. But there's just a lot of guys, I think, that are draft possibilities for, for next year on that side of the ball. Cole and Linton, certainly possible. But Tyler mm-hmm. Owens would be another one I would mention. Yeah, I, I with you, it's so easy to forget that, that Wilson wasn't with you for – for the end of the season and you're still able to do what oh, I know did, so I know Tim DeRuiter didn't forget oh I know he, he, he knew but... he knew but but when that's when you know you're a really good team okay yeah. is when you you lose some key personnel like you did at quarterback and you sure. just still keep figuring out ways and I think that that'll be lost years from now uh when people remember back to this initial season for with Joey at the helm is that right. They did it with three different starting quarterbacks. They, they they got hot at the tail end of the season without their best overall player and just didn't miss a beat. And I think that's a credit to to coaching and to, you know, motivation and all those kinds of things. But uh, they had some kids step up. 
All right, so flip over to basketball for just a little bit before we close down. Quite a bit of basketball news um, personnel-wise this past week. You got a new commit from Grand Canyon and Chance McMillan. Um, Lamar Washington, someone reported that he was in the portal. Then he immediately, like, like seven minutes later, says, I'm not in the portal yet. So Washington was out there. Uh, Tyler Perry, the guy that, that's from – North Texas put Tech in his final four, his list of four, and I think he's going to make a decision within about a week or so. And then uh, Jalen Tyson, of course, he goes into the transfer portal. I believe that was within this last week. But a lot of movement going on personnel-wise, and I, this is something I guess we should get used to over the next three or four weeks. Yeah, um, you know, you add uh, Darian Williams uh, from Nevada, yes. um, yeah. and then you, you know, Daniel Bacho is committed to Louisiana Tech, right? So yeah, just a lot of movement uh, right now, and and I, it's kind of one of those things where I think you you you're trying to follow it, and then at some level you just go, hey man, let me know when you find <laughs> out who all the guys that are that are playing for you are, and and I'll uh, I'll get behind those guys but uh cuz I think there's so many people that are fascinated by the roster builds sure especially in basketball because it's just kind of a you, you start over each spring at least is the way it's been in the last uh, 3 seasons here I don't see any sign of that stopping per se uh but um yeah you've gotten a few answers you I guess you have a few more questions mm-hmm. uh you're still kind of ultimately wanting to see what Lamar Washington does and Hadn't really heard much about uh, Demorion Williams and Kerwin Walton that are here. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and here's the thing that people need to remember. Anybody that was in the portal and is committed elsewhere or that is on your team that hasn't entered the portal yet, none of you're, you're not bound by anything yet. Um, so until you get to where you're going to go and sit in classes in, in the summertime, you can still change your mind. A, a kid could have committed somewhere, uh, you know, left you and committed elsewhere, and, and they could boomerang back. Yeah, you know, I mean, I just wouldn't rule anything out because uh, okay. we've seen that before. Remember the uh, University of Dallas uh, player in, in, in Mark Adams' first year? Yeah. That, um, that decided, that he, yeah, he was going to – it was he was basically yours for a couple of months maybe yeah. even longer yeah man i want to you know uh put up some numbers and, and and all that then he just decides i guess as the other, the rest of the roster got built he's like you know what i don't know if this is best for me anymore so i'm i'm out uh and he does not end up you know doing that so all, all things are still on the table sure so yeah movement movement continues but i do like uh you know darian williams is a you know, kind of a six-six do-it-all player. Uh, I think he's, uh, you know, averaged about seven and seven. I think he he really good handling the ball and and, and assist to turnover ratio. I think he's kind of a dirty work guy. Mm-hmm. He's got some length to him. Uh, I would guess he'll fit in with what Coach McCaslin wants to do on defense. He was the Mountain West Freshman of the Year, and just kind of a solid player. Wouldn't be surprised if he's a starter type guy. I think, uh, and it's all in front of him still. Uh, and then Chance McMillan, I, I think, you know, combo guard that I think is a really good shooter. Uh, I think he's got deep range, uh, 40% uh, last year, or excuse me, for his career, I think even 44%, maybe even uh, last season alone, but 40% overall, but just really shoots the three well. And and this is this is a player that I think, uh, I think North Texas and Grand Canyon actually played in early December uh, this mm-hmm. past year. So he saw him up close 
had to guard him on all those kinds of things. And so, and he's got some, some link to him at six, three. Uh, so anyway, I, I, yeah, a couple of nights, they, they definitely need some size. Uh, I think that's yeah. the one, if you lose O'Banner to graduation, if you lose Fardaz to Cal, if you do in fact lose Bacho to Louisiana tech right now, Robert Jennings is your only guy with any size whatsoever that can guard anybody in the, in the paint. You definitely need some length and, Sure. You know, some fours and fives uh, added to your roster. I would say at least uh, a couple uh, to go with Robert Jennings. Uh, two more basketball questions from the audience. One of them uh, asks, is Jalen Tyson, does Jalen Tyson have to sit out since he transferred from Texas last year and now moving from Texas Tech this year to somewhere else? If he transfers somewhere else, what does that look like? Um, he would have to sit out unless he gets a waiver, uh, from the NCAA. I believe he will get a waiver from the NCAA if he seeks that out. I think that really any player in this situation here will get a waiver based on how the coach was stepped down and some of the controversy that came with it, whether you agree, disagree, whatever, it doesn't really matter. I think the NCAA will say, you know, hey, if you're the player, you 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 say, hey, mental health, mental anguish. That's basically the loophole that the NCAA has given with this new waiver system. That correct. Put out, and I so. think that it's going to apply across the board here if somebody wants to use it. Okay, that that would be my guess. But technically speaking, he would have to sit out. Uh, but it, I I do think that he would have to get a waiver. But I do think he would be granted that. Okay, and uh, one more question this one from mark says is it the strange the coaching staff has not been fully announced yet i know there's a couple of guys but are we getting behind on this people you know have a lot of opinions here uh and and i and i get it i think that's good that there's so much attention on on your program that's a mm -hmm. good thing because if people were just indifferent about it and <laughs> weren't following it then i think that would be a a bigger issue Ultimately, Grant is the only one that knows uh, at what speed he wants to go to or what he wants to put together and what conversations he's having about kind of what he wants to add uh, and surround himself with from a coaching staff standpoint. There may be things that we just simply don't know, and I, and I believe that there are on on timing of things or identifying candidates, or but I just think he's very deliberate with his process, and I don't think he's worried about it. Uh, but I certainly understand where from the outside in you're looking at it and, and you're going, what are we doing? What's yeah. what's going on? Don't we need more help here to help recruit and and whatever it may be? But uh, I'd be willing to bet that by mid to late May, everybody, uh, for the most part, is in place. Uh, that is just two to three weeks away. So we'll kind of see where, where it goes in the next two to three weeks, because really the the, the soft deadline for everything is late May whenever you begin that first session of summer school right yeah. after, you know, at the end of May, early June, when you can really start practicing with kids and, and you, you get, you get some on the court time uh, available to you via the NCAA. And, and that's when you need to really have uh, your people in place, but that's still, you know, off into the distance there. Sure. And obviously someone is uh, someone's recruiting somewhere and doing that sort of things. Right. You've got two commitments in the last week. So um, there, there's stuff going on behind the scenes that, that obviously we don't see every day, but level that'll do it for this week again. Appreciate you.
That'll do it. We turned. What did you tell me? We turned thirty-five this 35 week. Thirty-five this week. Man, we are uh, we are middle-aged in a hurry. Uh, goodness yes. gracious! Yes, is thirty-five so, middle-aged? Well, I mean, I don't know. You, you're talking about having certain surgeries and oh, yeah, and all those true. things. So I don't. I don't know. Um, I guess so. Yeah, I don't. Uh, it, it's cl- it's closer to middle-aged than it is young. I know mm, that. Uh, I guess it depends on your view of things. I don't know. I, we'll I used to think that was pretty pretty old. Now I'm. I don't think it's very <laughs> old anymore. I got you. I All got right, you. level. Yeah, four. it's it's because you're uh, you're probably flirting I'm, with. Yeah, the I'm, getting like, yeah I'm getting close. I'm getting close. What does everybody mean? This I'm, I'm a young buck, man. Yeah. Anyway. Whatever. All right, level. Have a great All week, right. man. I enjoyed it. You too, man. Thanks, Choice. That's Chris Lovell. I'm Choice Woodman. You've been tuned in to the Ask Level podcast brought to you by Double T 97.3. You've been listening to the Ask Level podcast powered by Double T 97.3.